For more than 35 years, Atlanta tunes in to Money Talks. For more information on 401ks, mortgages, retirement, and investment strategies, tune in and listen to Money Talks, hosted by Hensler Financial. Check it out now at Hensler.com. Welcome to the Marietta Daily Journal podcast. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. During the week, you'll get the local news for Marietta, Kennesaw, Smyrna, and all of Cobb County right here. And on Sundays, like today, you'll find the Cobb Life Sunday podcast, where we talk to newsmakers, local celebrities, and people making a difference right here in our community. From the Hensler Financial Studio, welcome to Cobb Life, proudly brought to you by the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm your host, Keith Ippolito, waving the flag for the BG Ad Group. And a big shout out to our show sponsor, Credit Union of Georgia, for making it all happen. In today's episode, we got a lineup that's going to shake things up, like literally. In our first segment, I'm thrilled to have Cody and Haley Brown, the dynamic duo behind the Home Bar Network. They'll be mixing up some conversation about their entrepreneurial journey into the cocktail industry, how they managed to stir up success during a pandemic, and why they believe their blend of high-end cocktails and hospitality sets them apart. For our second segment, we'll be switching gears as I welcome Skylar Heath, the editor of Cobb Life Magazine. Skylar brings an intriguing perspective on holiday tipping and gifting etiquette, drawing from her own experiences working in the restaurant industry. She'll share some golden nuggets of wisdom from her recent discussion with etiquette guru Brandon Lasky. So sit back, pour your favorite drink, it's Sunday, and let's immerse ourselves in the essence of Cobb Life. When it comes to solving complex foundation repair challenges, there's only one name you need to know. Engineered Solutions of Georgia, Atlanta's only foundation repair company with licensed engineers on staff. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing exceptional customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for for less when you can have the best. Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any foundation repair or waterproofing challenges. Engineered Solutions of Georgia. We guarantee a staple dry foundation. Residential and commercial. Hey, we do it all. Dial 678 I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. And we're back with more Cobb Life. 
And welcome back to Cobb Life. I am with Cody and Haley Brown from the Home Bar Network, and they have a local business here in Cobb County. Cody, Haley, how are you guys? We're great, Keith. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, I'm excited to talk to you guys because when I was looking you guys up, you guys, I saw you guys start at your Home Bar Network. It was inspired out of the pandemic. Can you talk to me about that a little bit? Yeah. So um, I left the uh, restaurant group that I was with at the end of 2019. I was going to open a cocktail bar in downtown Roswell. And obviously, you know, beginning of 2020, we all know what happens. And I ended up kind of stuck at home and I, I couldn't work at the bar. I knew that none of my regulars could come to the bar and have a cocktail. And so Haley and I kind of got the idea of why don't we film ourselves making some classic cocktails like margaritas, Manhattan's old fashions, and just put them on Facebook. Just for- to like engage with, you know, regulars and friends. Yeah. And, and, you know, hey, if we're going to be locked up, we home. might as well know how to yeah. have a couple drinks. Yeah. And I was, and I was uh, running a social media, I was the social media director for a large whiskey brand at the time. And so with my background, not only in bartending, but also social media, I was like, well, let's, this is, there's an opportunity here to connect with people online. Yeah, people started kind of re- people started requesting other cocktails, and we realized that there was kind of a need. You know, in the pandemic, you either learned how to make sourdough bread, or you could learn how to make cocktails. So uh, I'm, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> we're still working on we're that. Big, we're big sourdough fans, so there's nothing wrong <laughs> well, with I'm that. Eating but it, I just don't know how to make it. I need to learn it. how to make it, so stop <laughs> spending money on it. But um, yes, yeah, so we started teaching cocktail classes virtually through Zoom and things like that for corporate happy hours when they had people signing on all over the country, and they wanted to kind of have you know that camaraderie and that have the team together where everybody was kind of, you know, getting together and talking about things. So we started teaching classes like that. And then once everything opened up. Yeah, I think it was January of 2021 was when we had our first in person, like bigger in person cocktail class. And so yeah, so we've been running um, private cocktail classes since then. And then we also do big events as well. Yeah, so large scale pop up bars, small scale pop up bars, we literally bring a craft cocktail bar to your home or business, we set it up, we and it operates as a fully functional, amazing cocktail bar right there. And you don't have to go anywhere to get it. Okay. Yeah. So tell me a little, so you said your first in-person one. Can you tell me a little bit how, what that transition was like? I mean, I'm sure that had to be fun, you know, doing it in front of actual live people for the first time in a while. Yeah. yeah. No, it was really fun, really exciting. We, again, we had started with a Instagram page on Home Bar Network, and that's where we were posting our videos and started getting some followers. And one of our followers happened to say, Hey, I'd love to give a cocktail class in person, like as a gift to my husband for Christmas. And so I created a little digital gift card and she gifted a cocktail class in January is when we actually did it. So it was just really cool. It was really cool to be, you know, back behind the stick, back behind, yeah. you know, back in the bar, yeah. you know, and in fact, this particular client had a bar built in their basement. So we came in, we set up all our tools, our bar mats, our handcrafted garnishes. We do everything fresh squeeze, all our syrups. And so we actually like create custom menus per event. So this particular event, I remember her husband was big on whiskey. So we did like we did all the classes. Before the class. We did a little bit of a whiskey tasting. We did a blind, a blind whiskey tasting because hey, Haley's an executive bourbon steward. So we've got a lot of whiskey knowledge on our side. So we led a bourbon tasting yep. and then it went straight into a, co- a, a cocktail class. What did we do? That. A black Manhattan. We did an old fashioned, an old fashioned whiskey sour. Whiskey sour. Yeah. So there you go. It was really, really cool. It was, uh, it was the start of, you know, it was the, it, yeah, it was the start of something, something great. I want to rewind a little bit now as says both of you guys obviously have a big passion in food and cocktails and stuff. I want to go back to how you guys met. I believe you guys met in Madrid. Can you tell me a little bit about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right, Keith. Um, yeah, so we, funny enough, 
I was 20 years old. I like to say that I was on study abroad and Haley was on party abroad. Yes. But the reality <laughs> is we were, we were both just partying. That, so. I mean, it, there's there's no no lie. No lie detected yeah, there. Um, yeah, Cody was with, what was it? Kennesaw State study abroad program. But then it was like a bunch of Georgia schools kind of in the same one. So I went to GCSU and Cody was at Kennesaw. And my college roommate at the time had joined the study abroad program. My other college roommate, I lived with two girls, her parents worked for Delta. And so she was like, well, I know Meg's in Spain studying abroad, but my parents can get us a great deal to Madrid. Do you want to just like go over there for a week or two and meet up with them? I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Ended up getting an amazing, I think, I think I paid $250 for a first class round trip ticket to Madrid. Wow. And so we did that connection. It was, yeah, Yeah. it's like the most legit connection ever. Kelsey, where are you? Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's how we met. So we, you know, I met up with my friend Megan. And then of course, you know, a bunch of us ended up going out that first night and... The rest is history. But but yeah, I think we connected really over like a love of discovering new restaurants, kind of purposely getting lost in, in the city or whatever city we were visiting on that day and trying to find new cafes or little bars or restaurants to kind of wander into and discover what they were all about and we to this day that's like our our favorite thing to do in the world oh yeah is to yeah. be in like in a foreign country or a foreign city or somewhere not even not foreign, even foreren. somewhere yeah, we've never been could be, could be could be in the middle of somewhere in wisconsin well, just, just, just discovering new places to eat and drink and order in restaurants and that's what we <laughs> love doing so so one could yeah. say madrid was almost the origin of home bar network in a sense right? yeah yeah, well, yeah you absolutely. could definitely say that Did? and then we actually got to go to portugal together too so oh yeah. look at on that. the same trip yeah we did we did a little bit of a little excursion over to Lisbon and got to wander the streets there. And so I think that a lot of that kind of exposing us to like these exotic flavors and uncomfortable dining situations and food choices and drinks really was the impetus for us to have palates that were, were able to kind of like accept new cocktail ideas and to mm-hmm. also use kind of some of our experience to, to create new recipes and things like that. Yeah. Because we have a lot of experience with, yeah, with, with unusual ingredients and, and our palates kind of expanded from all that. Yeah. When I was, so I was looking on social media, it seems like you guys usually like to take a fun spin on on either classic drinks or, you know, a, you know, a little different spin. I mean, speaking of that, can you share some things you're working on tonight? I know you guys, we were talking earlier, you said you guys are prepping for a big event over the next couple of days. This is your busy time of the season. You got, you want to talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Go for yeah, it. Yeah. So we actually have a brand new cocktail concept that we've been working on. This is the season for Christmas trees. And so we also are all about how do we utilize ingredients in a, in, you know, in a zero waste way? We try to stay sustainable. So, you know, we have a Christmas tree. We're big into Christmas trees and pine. And we are actually going to create a Christmas tree syrup for cocktails. Wow. So you actually would take, we're going to take some pine needles and cook them down with sugar. And we're going to add a little bit of spices. I think we're going to go with cardamom and do a cardamom pine syrup for what we're going to call the Fraser Fur Fizz. Yeah. So wow. you be when you do this at home, you can only use certain Christmas certain tree types. types. So it can't be cypress. It can't be you. And I'll, you I'll make sure to post the recipe on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Let's make sure that it's an but, edible uh, variety yeah. of Christmas tree. So do you put yeah. the do you put the pine needles in like a like a cheesecloth or something or how's it work out? So yeah, you essentially steep pine needles with sugar and water that that's that's quite hot and always allow filtered that, water. Always filtered okay. water so you don't have of the chlorine flavor. But you steep it in the hot water and sugar just like a tea. And the longer you leave it in, the stronger flavor you get. The, you know, so if you want to take it out after a couple hours, you can. If you want to leave it in there overnight, you can. Mm-hmm. And then you use that essentially as your sweetening agent agent for your cocktail. So it just acts as a modifying agent for whatever it is that you're putting it with, whether it's whiskey or vodka or gin. Gin's a really great. Yeah. So for this, for this particular one, we're going to, we're going to add a little bit of cardamom too. And Mm so, and then we're going to, for our spirit, we're going to use gin and a little bit of fresh squeezed grapefruit and some Prosecco or probably Cava, some sort of brute sparkling wine to create essentially like a. So how how do you come up with an idea like that? Cause I, I, I wouldn't even think of it. Like where did, where does the inspiration come from? Gosh. Okay. So this, this particular one kind of came from a couple things. We, home alone idea. One was Home Alone. So we are <laughs> on our social media right now. If you follow us on Instagram at Home Bar Network or TikTok or Facebook, we're doing a little Christmas cocktail series. So we're creating cocktails that are inspired by Christmas movies. And so we just did our first one. Part one was the Polar Express. You can check out our hot chocolate, our boozy hot chocolate recipe. But I did, I did this see one, that. That thing looks see. phenomenal. Oh, it's so yeah, good. It's, good. it's, it's so good. We've already had it a couple times. Um, but the, the, so back to the pine syrup for, we wanted to highlight home alone. Cause that's one of our all time favorite Christmas and movies. Kevin is obsessed with Christmas trees. Yes. So we were like, and you know how he like puts up the Christmas tree all by himself. Uh-huh. All his parents have left him at home. And so it's kind of like an ode to his love for Christmas trees and our love for Christmas. And we were like, let's use Christmas tree in the cocktail. Yeah. And then it's also kind of, it's, it's a really useful thing to know because people, you know, you put your tree up and you kind of feel a little bit like, gosh, you know, guilty, this, this tree, yeah, this, you know, this tree gave its life so that it could be in my living room for 30 days. <laughs> yeah. And now what do we do with it? We throw it in the backyard or you take it down the street and dump it or you chop it up. And it's like, here's another use for this thing that gave its life to be in your living room. And yeah. you can, you can kind of, you know, shed the needles, use it for that. And it's just a, a yeah. practical way to, it, um, it makes you happy it. in multiple ways. You get the nice yeah. Christmas exactly. tree and, and then you can get a little buzz too. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. And then you can, you can have a buzz while you're, while you're throwing away in the back, in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. yeah they- <laughs> All right. So looking ahead, guys. So what's in the future for Home Bar Network? You guys working on any other cool stuff throughout the rest of the year after the holidays? Absolutely. So lots of goals for 2024. First and foremost, I'm revamping our website and I hope to be launching some kind of fun new merch, some hats, some shirts. I've also, we're also working on a partnership with a really unique bitters company. So you might be seeing some unique bitters that are hard to find in stores. So you can actually order from our website. So you can order from us. Some hard to, um, some hard to find ingredients, some cocktail unique ingredients. Some Peruvian bitters. Oh, wow. Anyone, to give a little tip or a little hint. And so, yeah, working on kind of getting an e-commerce platform up, expanding our mobile bar. We have started hiring some of our trusted bartender people that we've worked with for years yeah how many people do you guys have working with you now we've got a team of four and and then the two of us so we have a team of six right now and then probably over the next year especially going into the holidays next year we're gonna have to really have a larger staff we're hoping so um, yeah i think it's we're looking into hiring more people for for satellite events and and things all around town so that we can kind of be anywhere gotcha yeah that's all great stuff guys uh before we wrap it up again how can people get in contact you where what's your website again 
Yeah. So um, you can check us out at homebarnetwork.com. And also it's Home Bar Network across all your social media platforms. We're very active on social media. Feel free to DM us and ask cocktail questions, talk about booking a cocktail class. We really, really love anything and everything to do with spirits. So we're here to raise raise your spirits. Yeah, and here, why don't, why don't we give everybody one recipe before we log yeah, off? I, yeah, I, I definitely, I would love to share a recipe before we sign off. Yeah, so I'll give everybody, let's give them a, a classic old-fashioned recipe, the way that we do it, because it's one of the most popular cocktails in the world. It's one that a lot of people get wrong. It's a very misunderstood cocktail. You go into a lot of restaurants to see people make old fashions, and they're adding, you know, every everything but the kitchen sink into this cocktail. And it really is only a couple ingredients. And the old fashioned, I feel like is really misunderstood because of prohibition. So pre-prohibition, the old fashioned was really just a couple of ingredients. It's whiskey, it's bitters, it's sugar, and a little bit of dilution. And then if you wanted to, you could add some citrus element, whether it's an orange peel or a lemon peel. During prohibition, because our whiskey was so polluted and so, you know, bottom <laughs> rot gut whiskey, bartenders were throwing everything in there to kind of mask the flavor of this horrible whiskey. And that tradition somehow got carried on after prohibition all the way up into the early aughts, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Bartenders are still adding an entire orange slice of, you know, an electric red cherry that's or, completely Or even poisoned. like cherry juice. Cherry juice. Or club soda. Club or soda, yeah. Right oh, on that, some that could, be in, that could be in Wisconsin. They can do that. I know. But, Wisconsin um, people will give you a pass. <laughs> But <laughs> but the real the real old fashioned should really be if you guys want to do it the way that we do it and try this recipe out at home. It's very simple to make. It's two ounces of rye whiskey, and then we do you could and for ease of recipe, we'll just say a sugar cube, and preferably an unrefined molasses heavy sugar cube, like a sugar in the raw cube. And you can find Demerara or Turbinado sugar cubes. I know for sure that Whole Foods and Fresh Market sells them, the unrefined versions. You can use a white sugar cube too, but yeah, we, we think that the unrefined molasses heavy sugar kind of stands up to the whiskey a bit better. Yep. So two ounces of rye whiskey. We prefer rye because again, it's a little spicier than bourbon. Bourbon's a little bit sweet coming from corn. So because you're adding sugar to the cocktail, so you, sometimes you can over-sweeten your old-fashioned using bourbon, but it's really all preference. So we like rye because we like the spice along with the sugar. So two ounces of rye, a sugar cube, and then you want to use Angostura aromatic bitters. This is the famous bitters. It has the big goofy white label and the yellow top that you see on the back bar of every restaurant in America. You're going to take that bitters and you don't want to dribble it. You want to kind of turn your wrist over and do a proper dash like you're doing hot sauce onto a plate. And you want to do four to five dashes of Angostura aromatic bitters. And you're going to put those bitters right on your sugar cube because that's going to help that sugar cube break down. That's right. So that's your first step. Yep. Then you're going to muddle your sugar cube. And if you don't have a muddler, you can use a wooden kitchen spoon or, you know, a mortar and pestle. And then so you've got your broken down sugar cube and then you're going to add your two ounces of, of rye whiskey or, or bourbon whiskey to that. Add some ice, give it a stir and then take a peel of orange and you're going to squeeze skin side down your orange peel over the top of your cocktail. Wipe the rim with that peel of orange. You can use a lemon as well if you don't have an orange and drop it in the glass. And that is a classic old fashioned. That's a pre-prohibition old fashioned. You don't need anything more in the cocktail because you're really just trying to accentuate the high quality whiskey that we have today. You're not trying to cover it up. And if you book a cocktail class with us, we will go even further in depth and then teach you how to flame the orange peel. I was going to say, I was like, I I just learned something about prohibition is like, not only can you get a buzz, but you can get educated about all this. (laughs) That's what makes it so fun, actually. That's what's, that's the feedback we always get too, is like, you know, you're, say you're taking a, a, a group of 
you know, coworkers or a group of friends and you're used to just, you know, having your average happy hours, when you add these kind of like elements of education and you're learning about what you're drinking and you're appreciating it and you're lear- getting to use your hands and it just becomes kind of a way more fun, interactive cocktail experience. And we're really excited to be able to provide that. Yeah. And everything tastes better if you know a little bit about it from, mm-hmm. from food to alcohol. Absolutely. To- yeah. It just feels, it just feels better. I don't know. Feel, yeah. I don't know. Feels right. I don't even know if that's the right word, but it just feels right. Feels right. That's our new slogan. It yeah. feels right. It feels right. Home <laughs> <Exactly. or never. laughs> Exactly. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And again, I can't encourage people to go out and check out the Home Bar Network. Really great social media follow also to get some great cocktail ideas for the holidays. And Cody and Haley, I appreciate you guys coming on with me today. Thanks for having us, Keith. Thank you for having us. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. And cheers. Cheers. We'll be right back with more Cobb Life right after this. It pays to know your doctor. It pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area, including two right here in Cobb County and one at Lake Oconee. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy, it's what the deal provides for your future. This is Leah McGrath, your Ingalls dietitian with a cooking tip. If you're planning on roasting meat or chicken or making a meatloaf, this is a great time to roast vegetables for your dinner as well. Cut up various vegetables like zucchini, squash, carrots, white or sweet potatoes. Toss them with a little bit of olive oil and seasoning, whatever seasoning you like, and roast them on a sheet pan for about 15 to 20 minutes. The last 15 to 20 minutes of your cooking time and enjoy them with your roasted meat dish for dinner. And we're back with more Cobb Life. All right, welcome back to Cobb Life. And as this holiday season approaches, it's time to navigate the unwritten rules and manners of holiday tipping and gifting. Whether you're a restaurant goer or a food enthusiast or someone who's ever used a service in general, this is for you. And let's be honest, some of the behavior I have witnessed in restaurants these days, maybe some of you need a reminder. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we have Skylar Heath. She's the editor of the Cobb Life magazine. And she's here to share some expert advice on this topic. You know, she brings a wealth of knowledge, and she recently wrote an article in the magazine. Skylar, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Ready for the holidays? Yes, I am too. I'm doing very well. And as I've gotten older, Thanksgiving has become my favorite holiday because I don't like to worry about buying gifts. I don't Me know too. about no. And also, I just the Thanksgiving food. Yes. It's just, it's, I mean, I know the Thanksgiving food and Christmas food is kind of similar, but I don't know. It's just, there's something about Thanksgiving, the fall, all of your family coming together. You're not pressured about decorating. You know, it's kind of, it's like an informal Christmas without the stress of buying gifts. Yeah, exactly. And if you like, happen to like football like I do, you wake up, you eat, you sleep, and you watch football all day. Precisely. It's the perfect holiday for me. Yes, exactly, (laughs) exactly. All right, so let's dive right into it. 
one of the things I saw in your article is tipflation. Yeah. I think we all kind of know what it is. Mm -hmm. That little tip screen pops up at these random places. Yeah. You want to tell me about this a little bit? You yeah. Know, when it's appropriate to tip and not tip? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure you know, I mean, I feel like everywhere I go nowadays, if I'm going through a drive through coffee shop or, you know, walk-up sandwich shop ordering a sandwich, they there's a, a screen that's asking me to tip and I get confused, you know, and I'm sure you do too. It's 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 kind of perplexing. Yeah. And it, I kind of, for me personally, I feel a little pressured as a former server bartender um, in the restaurant industry since I was 15. I always like to be generous. So I also was confused. But I feel like if it's just, I don't know if it's just you or just me, but following the pandemic is when I really started to notice all of these tip screens popping up. So I talked to Brenda Lasky. She's a Cobb-based etiquette expert and the director of Dogwood Cotillion. And she said that if the customer knows the staff on a first-name basis or considers themselves a regular at this establishment, especially during the holidays, if you want to give that extra tip, that's appreciated. But you should not feel pressured or guilty for not tipping, especially for employees who are paid hourly. So, for example, at a Starbucks at your local Jimmy John's. You know, most of the time those people are paid hourly. So it really just depends on your means. Yeah, I, uh, so I agree with you. As You know, like you said, if it's a place that you frequent regularly, like I like going to Dunkin' Donuts yep. every morning and on my commute now, I the girls that work there now, they don't even ask me for my order. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's well, one of the I, examples right there. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of nice like that is like, yeah, sure. You know, do I throw an extra dollar in the bin now? Because it, mm -hmm. I don't know, it just, you know, they remember my face and, you know, right. it, it's a nice start to my morning, I guess, if right. that makes any sense. Right. And it's, you know, those little things, you know, and I mean, if you're just, you're going to a, a Dunkin' Donuts you've never been to in Atlanta, don't feel obligated to tip. Obviously, this, this isn't, there's no right or wrong answer here. You know, that's why I turn to the experts like Brenda Lasky. But you know, it really just depends. If you feel generous, you want to give that extra tip, someone was extremely friendly to you, then I'd say go ahead and, and throw them in a little extra tip. Yeah, well, especially now that it's the holidays mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, you being a former server, this time of year, how much does that little extra, you know, five, mm -hmm. ten, twenty dollar tip this time of year mean for you guys? Right. So when I was a server bartender, and it, it varies between every restaurant. When I was serving, um, I had a serving shift. I only made $2.13 an hour. I think a lot of people forget that. That's what I was going to say. A lot of people, especially those who have never worked in the restaurant industry, don't even know that. Therefore, they don't know really how much we rely on your tips to stay afloat, especially during the holidays. Think traveling. Think buying Christmas gifts. There's so many extra expenses during the holidays. And just think about this, too. For me personally, I was working at a high-end steakhouse, and I had to work on holidays. Christmas Eve was a requirement. Yeah, so, those are like kind of big days a year, which is kind of blows my mind a yeah. little bit that people even go out on those holidays. But that's another conversation. Right, right, exactly. But, you know, for me, I, I was thinking the whole time, man, I really... I need to make this money, but I really wish I could be with my family right now. So just giving that a little extra tip, especially if the service and experience was exceptional, really goes a long way. And just just kindness, just 
giving that extra kindness to servers. You know, when you go to a restaurant on Christmas Eve or during the holidays, it's going to be busy. Try to practice more patience. Just kindness and patience goes a long way. The tipping. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, of course. I can always tell when people who have never worked in the industry or don't go out that often. And especially and if it's on a holiday like Uh Christmas Eve, Valentine, all the that's why Mm -hmm. I don't ever go out on those days. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, you know, you're going to wait. If you're that impatient, then cook at home. Right. Do, I, I don't know right. what else to tell you. Right. And I mean, I have plenty of stories of being gypped. Well, I was going to actually, I was going to tell you, uh, eventually I want to get into, you know, some courtesies and stuff for the service industry. Yeah. But do you have any stories about good customers, bad customers that um, that you can recall? Well, yeah, I do. I have I have a ton. I will say that I had a pair of regulars, a couple at the restaurant I worked at. They were my regulars for about four or five years. And they came in and got the same thing every day. They came in every day after work. And then around the holidays, they would tip me around $150. And their bill, because they only they come in, they get two rounds of drinks. And then sometimes they'll get an appetizer or something. And then they go home. They tip me like 30%. But around the holidays, I always looked forward to them giving me that extra money. I know them that I considered them family. I still talk with them. But that that was something that was really important. Building those relationships in the restaurant industry is something that I really appreciated about it. Growing up in that line of work has really helped develop my skills as a journalist. But I've just built a lot of incredible relationships. And, and that's, yeah, that's a great story to have. Yeah, that's always good. I mean... Especially some of the, some of the stuff I've seen. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you have some bad stories too. I mean, I do. My, it's not really. It's just not just one story. It's just one pet peeve that I've had yeah, as a bartender yeah. server. Yeah, I was gonna say what. What is uh, what are some of those? So one of them being they get mad at me when they don't like their food. I'm like, I'm sorry. They get actually angry with me. I got the order correctly. They just didn't like the taste of the food. They just didn't like it at all. And they want to yeah. send it back. They're, they give an ad- They get mad at me like I was in the back chefing up their food. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. You're frustrated. You're you're hungry. You want your food. But I'm yeah. like, don't take it out on me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I, do that. Yeah, I'm just the person dropping it off. It's right. kind of like uh, if you've ever seen the movie Waiting. Be yep. nice to those people. Yes, exactly. Another pet peeve of mine is was one say after I dropped off their meal, I always would say, is there anything else I can bring for you to complete your meal? They'd say, you know, can I have this sauce? I'll come back. Oh, can I have a, uns- or a sweetener for my unsweet tea? Go get that. Come back. Can I actually have a cup of coffee? You know what I'm saying? They're asking. I'm have- being ran. I combined a couple trips into one. Yeah, yeah. Especially when I'm busy. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially, you know, this time of year or if it. Friday, Saturday night or whatever. I mean, it's going to be a little bit easy, a little bit, obviously a lot busier. So can mm-hmm. being able to make that a little bit easier on you guys would be absolutely much, mm-hmm. very helpful. All right. So shifting out of the food industry now, yeah. one of the things I saw, which something I actually, I do as well. I say if you have a maid or even the mailman, a garbage or what, right. any anything, when is it appropriate to tip around for the holiday and right. what would you tip? Right. So I actually have a, a personal story. So we have a cleaning lady. Her name's Rosa. She's been with us for over six years. She's incredible. 
and she comes and cleans our house every two weeks. And we give her about $150 to clean our house. That's what she charges. So around the holidays, usually she comes a week before Christmas when we're preparing for company and everything. We'll give her an extra 150 on top. So we'll give her $300 as a holiday. Yeah, so basically... Doubling. Yeah, what if, you, if they charge you 150 throw it. Right. That may, yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. Right, and that's what um, the Emily Post Institute recommended, as well as Brenda Lasky, the etiquette expert. Now, even if you don't have the means, right, you, you don't have the means, you're kind of, your budget's tight, you're worried about satisfying your, your Christmas lists, holiday lists, just maybe a handwritten note thanking them, a, a Chick-fil-A gift card, just something, flowers, you know, something just to let them know that you care about them and you appreciate them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does go a long way. It just say, hey, I appreciate mm-hmm. you and, you know, I appreciate all the hard work that right. you do for us. Yeah, that, I like that idea. Yeah. All right. Well, Skylar, this has been great. I've had a lot of fun chatting with you, and I look forward to doing this in the future. I think we will make this a monthly, regular thing. Yeah. And I look forward to chatting to you again in the future. Ditto. Thank you for having me. Cookie cutters are for the kitchen, not your wallet. You don't have to settle for generic. Our advisors go beyond customizing your portfolio. We match your investments to the financial plan we design around you, your goals, your time horizon, when we design a plan around you. Learn about our integrated approach to wealth. Contact the experts at Hensler Financial, 770-429-9166 or Hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. For more than 35 years, Atlanta has been tuning in to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. Every week, our experts answer your questions on personal finances, stocks, or the economy. The Money Talks hosts take an in-depth look at a variety of money and financial matters, including 401ks, mortgages, retirement, and investment strategies. Tune in and listen to Money Talks, hosted by Hensler Financial. Check it out now at Hensler.com. As we end today's episode, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Credit Union of Georgia. Their unwavering support has been instrumental in bringing this podcast to life. A special mention goes out to the Marietta Daily Journal, our esteemed partner in delivering Cobb Life straight to your listening devices. Also, a big thanks to Cody and Haley Brown from the Home Bar Network and Skylar Heath from Cobb Life Magazine for sharing their time and insights with us. Now, I strongly encourage you all to give the old-fashioned recipe from Cody and Haley a try. It's listed in the episode description. Trust me, it's worth it. I've whipped up a couple myself this weekend, and they're incredible. As we head into the holiday season, let's also remember to show appreciation to the hardworking bartenders and servers who add that extra sparkle to our dining experiences. They're the ones crafting those delicious drinks for us after all. Once again, I'm your host, Keith Ippolito, representing the BG Ad Group. And from all of us here at Cobb Life, happy Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Cobb Life Sunday podcast. Be sure to listen all week long for local news from the Marietta Daily Journal. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Please like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.